Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a very special edition of NFL Study Hall. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Labor Day weekend. I'm actually back at home right now. Decided to take a trip back to the house so I can enjoy a good Labor Day weekend. Did a little bit of work as well. But I'll be headed back to West Palm Beach tonight. But first, we got some NFL to talk. It is finally, finally, the week that the NFL season begins. Thursday night, we got Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. And the next Sunday, it's just going to be a glorious Sunday. Football is back in action. I'm absolutely stoked. Been waiting a full eight or seven months for this thing. It's I can't even count anymore. It's felt like too long. But we got an epic season coming out. One of the closest I think I have felt in a long time when it comes to overall league record. Had a difficult time predicting this year's record. So many good teams out there. So hard to choose who's going to win. But I've got, I think, a good understanding of how it's going to go. But first, we got to deal with week one here. Last week, I did a very interesting experiment where I put the matchups per position against the two teams did a point system, and that's who I said was going to win based on that experiment just to see if the head-to-head matchups meant anything and if my point system meant a difference to what I actually thought. Last week, I didn't make any personal opinions about who I thought was going to win. Today, as I went through my picks and scores, looking at the two matchups again, I was honestly very surprised on how similar... I thought to the points ranking. There's only a few that I disagree with, but mostly the system fairly worked. So let's just dive straight into my real predictions and scoring thoughts. First up, we got Thursday Night Football. Like I said, Dallas, Tampa Bay. This one's going to be Tampa Bay all the way. Every matchup is for Tampa Bay, um, except the run game. This is going to, Tom Brady looked absolutely dominant when he started in the preseason. Dallas is going to have a few weeks to find their mojo. There's not really much to say about this one. Tampa Bay at home, getting it going in 2021. I'm going to say final score of 37-21. to Blowout game for the Bucs. I think they'll dominate on both sides of the ball and make it no chance for the Cowboys. Going to Sunday matchups. Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, is going to be really good, but I think it'll... I don't think they'll show their true potential week one. Philadelphia, I think, is the same way. I think they'll get hot late as well. But for right now, I think Atlanta at home takes this one 28-21. Philadelphia is just too young, too inexperienced for me to take on an experienced Atlanta team on both sides of the ball. I think the Falcons have this one only by one-score game, but it's not going to feel like a one-score game. Atlanta should take care of this one fairly easily. 28-21 Falcons. The Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. Last year when these two teams met, it was a fantastic matchup. This year, I don't think it'll be the case. Josh Allen was the MVP of preseason, according to Fox NFL. And I couldn't agree more. He looked absolutely dominant. And I don't think he'll have a problem against Pittsburgh, even though they still have a fantastic defense. Buffalo's defense isn't something to be messed with as well. Pittsburgh is going to Pittsburgh has a good team now that Najee Harris is with them. And I think Najee Harris will do well in this game. But that offense on Buffalo's team, I think, is too much for Pittsburgh to handle. This one's going to be in Buffalo as well with Bills Mafia. I think the atmosphere is going to be too much for Pittsburgh. 34-24, to 24, Bills take week one. 
Third matchup on Sunday, Minnesota Vikings versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, I think, will be a decent team this year. They've got plenty of weapons. Joe Burrow is healthy. Joe Mixon's a solid man in the backfield. But Minnesota has been together for a little too long. Justin Jefferson came in and did fantastic last year. They've got Daniil Hunter back on defense. I think Dalvin Cook will take over this game. 31-20, to I'll say, for the Minnesota Vikings. But Cincinnati should not be messed with lightly later this year. San Francisco 49ers versus the Detroit Lions. I think this will be not a blowout, but this is the largest... Um, difference I think in skill team wise although with Jimmy G playing I don't think San Francisco's offense will be as dominant I'll go a lower scoring game 24 to 14 in favor of the 49ers but that game could easily wind up 35 to 10 with San Francisco's dominant defense and if Jimmy G finds his groove like he had two years ago then that could be an absolute blowout of a game Lions I don't trust at all in 2021 San Francisco wins week one Arizona Cardinals versus Tennessee Titans. This one I am probably the least confident about. This was a 9-8 victory in favor of the Arizona Cardinals according to the experiment. And when I was doing that experiment, I thought I was going to disagree and say Tennessee. But here are the reasons I think Arizona actually still wins this game. Tennessee has a new offense that we're not really sure about with Julio Jones coming in. And I don't think they'll have perfected it by week one. I also think Tennessee's defense is absolutely terrible. I mentioned that last week. I still think that. Arizona has a more complete offense, not a ton of new characters outside of A.J. Green, but DeAndre Hopkins will be effective. Chase Edmonds is going to be a solid back for them. Kyler Murray in his fourth year should be getting really good by now. I'll go Arizona 34 to 28. Although it is in Tennessee, Tennessee is not necessarily a tough place to play. There's not a huge lot of there's not a lot of crowd noise they have to deal with. I think the Cardinals eventually do get this win. It's going to be they're just going to have to stop Derrick Henry, which is going to be a tall task, but I think the Cardinals have enough on defense for them to do it. 34-28 Cardinals. Seattle Seahawks versus Indianapolis Colts. This also will be a very tough game. Later in the year, I think a similar story will happen as last year where Indianapolis gets more dominant and Seattle gets weaker, but Seattle is notorious for coming out to a hot start. That being said, this game is in Indianapolis. They are completely healthy as of right now, and I think Indianapolis gets the dub in a very, very high score, close matchup, 31-30. to Jonathan Taylor in the run game will take the grunt of that force. And Seattle is just going to play the game they always do with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson will look hot. Indianapolis defense has a lot to mess with. That's why I think it's going to kind of be a shootout with Seattle just coming out at the beginning of the season hot. Eventually, I think Indianapolis does take the victory. LA Chargers versus the Washington football team. This is another one that I think will be really close, especially with Washington's dominant offense and the Chargers' dominant defense. Kind of a lower scoring game. We'll see how Ryan Fitzpatrick holds up with Washington. He's another one of those guys who comes out hot early in the year. So I think he'll have a decent game. But the Chargers defense now with Joey Bosa is completely healthy. And I don't think they're going to slack off at all. I'll say 27-24 to in favor of the Chargers. I've said all offseason that I'm hyped on the Chargers and what they've done with their offensive line with Justin Herbert. I think they'll get the victory here in Washington 27-24. to 
and a nice, nice, great week one close game. The New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Another tough one, another low-scoring game that I say the final score is 27-24. to 24. And when I did my experiment, I say the Cardinals win. I said the Carolina Panthers win, but I didn't think they'd do it. I didn't think they would win in these predictions, in my real predictions, but I've actually changed my mind from last week. I do think the Carolina Panthers get the victory. Sam Darnold, an experienced quarterback who's not good, versus Zach Willen. Zach Wilson, who's an inexperienced player who I do think is good, is a tie in my book. Both decent, both defenses are less than average. Both offensive lines are bad. But the big thing here is that we have a healthy Christian McCaffrey on the Carolina Panthers. And that is the only reason I am taking the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey will take over this game undoubtedly. Give me the Carolina Panthers 27-24 to with a victory by Christian McCaffrey himself. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. <sighs> Guys, I'm taking Houston. This is partly because I do think they will win. Partly because I'm willing them myself to win. At home, which is actually weaker for the Texans. I don't know if y'all knew that, but the Houston Texans actually do worse at home. So I'm not really thrilled about that. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence didn't look great in the in the preseason except his last game. Houston Texans have a Tyrod Taylor who is a veteran. The off uh, the uh, wide receivers for both teams are roughly the same. The running backs, James Robinson, I think is. Uh, better than Philip Lindsay or Mark Ingram, but I do think that Houston Texans have more depth at running back. Both defenses have a lot of work to do, but I do think Houston is worse. But overall, Houston has a more experienced team and an experience of beating Jacksonville. After going 4-12 and last year for Houston, two, uh, two of those victories were both against Jacksonville. They have their number, and I think they'll do it again on week one. Give me 24-23, to 23, another close game, but in favor of the Houston Texans, possibly their only victory in 2021. The Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch from the 2021 divisional round playoff game that went actually down to the very last play, almost to the very last play of the game. Late in the fourth quarter, last minute in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs make an incredible fourth and one to secure the victory. This game, I think, will be just as close, although I think there's going to be a little more scoring. I think the weather is just better in September than it was in January. I'm going to go 30-24 to 24 in favor of the Chiefs. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to want this game to be as close as it was back in January, but I think Cleveland has gotten better since last year, so I still think it's going to be a close, close matchup. I just can't see myself picking against the Kansas City Chiefs this early in the year. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and take the Chiefs 30-24. to The Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. My experiment, these next. So the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win, in my book, in the experiment, I had Cleveland. In these next three matchups, I'm going to say that the experiment was wrong. Here we go. I already said Cleveland, Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins. Here's two more. Miami, New England. I think Miami does get the victory. Here's why. 
Mac Jones in his very first playoff game, in his very first NFL regular season game, is going against the Miami Dolphins, who have arguably one of the best secondaries in the league right now with a healthy Xavier Howard. That is going to be a very tall task. Second, Tua is in his second year in the NFL, which means he's just going to be a better player. He's got great weapons, especially with Jalen Waddle now. So I think he's going to be more experienced and more ready for these type of games, especially as a starter. With the lack of um, experience in Mac Jones and the more experience in two, I think that gives the edge to Miami, especially for the quarterback. Defense-wise, I think these two teams are very similar. However, New England's losing Stephon Gilmore and Miami's got Xavier Howard, so I think also the edge goes to Miami there. I'll take the Dolphins, surprisingly winning in New England, 30-21. to The Green Bay Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. I'm taking the Packers here. I'm shocked my experiment set in New Orleans, but I truly think Green Bay is going to get the victory overall. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, that decent defense. Although New Orleans has a better defense, better run attack, I think that Green Bay overall is more playoff ready, has been together better, longer, whatever adjective you want to, whatever adverb you want to put there. I see Green Bay winning Jameis Winston, I think, will do fine this year. I was surprised how well he did in preseason, but I don't think he'll do that well week one against Green Bay, especially in an indoor matchup. I'll go 31-24 to in favor of the Packers. The Denver Broncos versus the New York Giants. I'll take the Giants in this game. This is in MetLife Stadium. This is two teams that have very young teams right now. Both are looking to find what their true strategy is. The Giants haven't really played with Saquon Barkley in the last few years. Saquon's now supposedly healthy. The Denver Broncos are using a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. A very, very good defense that they were able to build up this offseason. But the Giants have a decent defense as well. I see another low-scoring, tight football game whose names don't necessarily ring a bell for great teams, but when together, I think this will actually be one of the more competitive games in week one. Give me the Giants 24-21. to Sunday Night Football consists of the Chicago Bears at SoFi Stadium playing the LA Rams, and this one I will I am going to predict a blowout. The Rams have the strongest defense in the National Football League. Andy Dalton is going to be playing in his first regular season game with the Chicago Bears. I think the Rams offense will also light up the Bears defense. I think the Rams just have too many mismatches with too many weapons. Matthew Stafford now is the new QB. is has, an, has a very, very talented arm that I don't think a lot of people realize. Give me the Rams 35-17. to 17. I don't necessarily like to predict a ton of blowouts, but I this one's definitely going to be one of those in my book. Finally, on Monday Night Football... The Baltimore Ravens are going to take on the Las Vegas Raiders in the Death Star. And this one I definitely think will be a multiple score game. I love how Baltimore's offense looks. Even without J.K. Dobbins for the rest of the year, I don't think Baltimore is hurting that badly. The Las Vegas Raiders are hurting on offense. You got Darren Waller as my number two tight end. But other than that, yes, I know they have Josh Jacobs. But if you looked at last year, they had very similar They have a very similar team from last year to this year, and the inability on their offense last year, I think, will turn over to this year, plus a weak defense. I think Baltimore just overpowers them in the end. Give me the Ravens 34-20 to 
to finish off week one. So there you have it, folks. There are my week one predictions. I'd like to turn over the rest of the episode to a very interesting ESPN article that I read this morning. As some of you might also do, I look at most of my NFL news from social media mainly, but then whatever the biggest top topic is on ESPN. And today when I clicked on the ESPN, not even the NFL section, but just ESPN, I found an article written by Seth Walder along with a bunch of other ESPN analysts who tried to predict the entire 2021 NFL season, including the playoffs. Now, last year, a very similar group of individuals from ESPN did this exact same thing. And if you remember, if you saw it, they had the Dallas Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Y'all know how that turned out. I'm very curious to see what they say here. I've already gone through it, and I disagree with most of it, so that's why we're bringing it up. If y'all have seen this today, please, please do not believe most of what you're seeing. The very first headline Jags start yields, Jags hot start yields a playoff berth, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation point, question mark. No, it does not, people. In the first five weeks, they've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going four and one. Let's just look at that again, shall we? The Houston Texans week one. Again, I think Houston wins that game. Houston's got Jacksonville's number the last how many years? Jags might lose week one, which means they'd have to win their next four games. Denver, that's a tough matchup with that secondary. Arizona, that's a loss, folks. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to eat up that defense. Cincinnati, at Cincinnati on a Thursday night football game, Trevor Lawrence's first NFL night game, that's going to be a very hard matchup. And then you have the Tennessee Titans on October 10th in week five. That's a loss in and of itself. At very best, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going two and three to start the season. You cannot tell me that you're going to bring in all new wide receivers, a new quarterback, and go four and one against these teams. There's absolutely no way that's going down. The other thing that I see in the records through week five is that the Seattle Seahawks are going 0-5. We're about to bring this up again, but Seattle will probably not go 1-5 or go 0-5 for sure. Indianapolis, you could pro- I have them losing that one. Okay. Tennessee at home. I'm sorry. Seattle is a tough place to play. I could easily see the Seahawks. And by the way, I don't think we all remember this. The Seahawks had one of the hottest. I think they were 6-0 last year. With a similar team and a similar schedule, the Seahawks are notorious for getting off start, getting off hot starts. It's the end of the season that they seem to fall apart and then the playoffs. The Seahawks will do fine. I have them winning against Tennessee at Minnesota. That's a victory as well. And then you've got San Francisco and the Rams. So at the very worst, Seattle's going to go, at the very worst, one and four, probably two and three. But most likely, I see 3-2 and two out of the Seahawks. There is no way Seattle goes 0-5. We're just in the first segment of this article, folks. We got a whole season to go through. Next headline, Justin Fields to the eventual rec- rescue. This one is probably the one headline I actually agree with. Although I absolutely love Andy Dalton to death, Justin Fields is the future of the Chicago Bears, and he will come in get a few weeks under his belt, and start winning by the end of the season. This, I do agree with. 
Next headline, Seahawks fall apart. Like I said, they had Seahawks at 0-5. Now they're going to make a whole segment of their article about the Seahawks falling apart. Listen to this. Through week nine, the Seahawks are going 0-8. Guys, this team went 6-0 last year in their first six games. There is no way the Seahawks go 0-8. Let's go through the rest of their schedule. At Pittsburgh, that's a victory. New Orleans, that is most likely a victory. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only reason you can make it an 0-8 is if you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home the last day of October. Please don't tell me you can say that with a serious face. You cannot tell me that the Seattle Seahawks in the first eight games are going to lose to Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville. Russell Wilson is too dominant. Jalen Adams has too or Jamal Adams has too much talent. Bobby Wagner will stop any rush game. I know they have struggled. I don't know why they can put it together. But they're not a losing team. The Seattle Seahawks are not going to be a losing team. And if they are, it'll be every other game and they won't go 0-8. This will not happen. I feel very strongly about this, as you can tell. Also in this little graph that says record through week 9, the Jaguars, we're going back to the Jaguars, are 6-2. and 6-2 Jaguars. You, they, that doesn't happen. Let's go through the rest of the Jaguars schedule. Miami at London. I think they lose that game. Miami's really good. And then again, lose to Seattle. They have to beat Seattle and then play Buffalo week 9. Buffalo. You're losing to Buffalo. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the two losses are for Jacksonville. Probably Buffalo and either Arizona or Tennessee. But I see the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to Houston, possibly Denver, Arizona for sure, possibly Cincinnati, Tennessee for sure, Miami for sure, Saddle for sure, and Buffalo for sure. They could easily start 0 9. <laughs> 6-2 <and> Jaguars is not, not happening. Also, they've got the Titans going 3-6, by the way. Let's just quickly address that while until we move on. Uh, Tennessee's first games. Arizona, Seattle, Indianapolis. At worst, you're losing all three of those. But then the Jets, that's a victory. The Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a victory. Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, LA Rams. Okay. I can maybe see three and six. Maybe. Maybe. But that is also a very bold take, guys. Three and six Titans is a very bold take. Let's move on. Next topic. Panthers earn number one overall pick. Guys. As I think that the, even though I do believe Panthers will be last in their division and a fairly bad football team, a Christian McCaffrey football team on any roster will not be the number one overall pick, especially with where I see the Lions and the Texans at. You can make a clear argument that the Panthers will be a top three pick, but I highly doubt a number one overall pick. Oh, yeah, by the way, they look at the rest of their first overall picks. It's the Giants at two, which is a joke. I can't believe that they're taking that seriously. The Jets at three via the Seattle Seahawks. Did you seriously just say the Seattle Seahawks will be the third worst team in the NFL? I mean, seriously. We're going to put a DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams team as the third worst team in the NFL? You're nuts. Fourth is Jet, New York Jets. Five is Houston Texans. They, 
they're putting the Houston Texans, who, by the way, ESPN released an article a few months ago saying the Houston Texans were the worst offensive and defensive teams in the NFL, except you're going to put them five on the NFL draft next year. ESPN needs to start being a little more consistent. Next headline. Let's keep going. We're only halfway through this article. Lost season in Baltimore. They're predicting a 7-10 and record for the Baltimore Ravens. And this is all mainly because of the loss of J.K. Dobbins. Guys, J.K. Dobbins didn't come into the last quarter of the year last year. Give me a break. Let's look at Baltimore's schedule. Y'all have already heard me say it. But let's keep going because obviously ESPN didn't. Las Vegas Raiders, that's a win. Let's just go through, okay, when I circled big games, let's go through the non-circled games. At Las Vegas, that's a win. At Detroit, that's a win. At Denver, that's a win. Cincinnati win, Minnesota win, Pittsburgh win. Uh, At Cleveland, I didn't have circled, but that will be a loss probably. Uh, At Cincinnati win, and Pittsburgh win. So just in the non-big games, I have them going, I have them winning seven games. Kansas City, maybe a loss. Indianapolis, probably a loss. Chargers, whoo, maybe. At Miami, that's a win in my book. Cleveland, I think they'll split the series with Cleveland, so that's a win. Uh, So there's two more wins right there. Green Bay, LA Rams, they can possibly win one of those games. At the very worst, I'm seeing a 9-8 Baltimore Ravens. At the very worst. Like I said, I had the Ravens going somewhere around 13-4 because I think they're that good. I mean, look at their year last year, 12 and 4. Sure, they have a tougher schedule, but I still think that's a solid team. Baltimore's going to make the playoffs. It's not a lost season for Baltimore. They are just as competitive as anybody in that division. They'll do just fine. Epic closing stretch from Jameis Winston pushes Saints into postseason, guys. This is a bold take if I've ever seen one. By the way, through week 12, it says the Saints are 5-6. and six. That's a decent look, honestly. But let's look at the rest of the Saints' schedule. This has to be some push. By week 12, this will be on November 25th. Through week 12, a 5-6 and six record. Let's go to week 13. Dallas, Thursday Night Football. That's tough. Jets, okay, victory. Uh, Tampa Bay, that's a loss. Miami, I'll put them as a loss. Carolina win, Atlanta loss. So three and three at the end of the year, you're going eight and nine. Eight and nine in the NFC will not make the playoffs. Sorry, ESPN. Jameis Winston could have an epic push, but I see them losing three games at the end of their season. Looking at the rest, so now we've hit their third graphic of records through week 12. We've got... um. Again, Seattle Seahawks going 1-10. and 10. I'm so shocked they're actually taking this seriously. Um, and Arizona Cardinals, they've got 3-8. and eight. What is that? Lions, they've got 5-6. and six. Are you kidding me? Uh, Texans, 3-8. and eight. Thanks for the compliment, but that's not happening. Uh, Ravens, 5-6. and six. Um, I could maybe see that happening, but I highly doubt it. Um, other teams that they've got super high... Uh, Vikings six and five, Cowboys six and five. That's a big compliment there. Jaguars six and five. Yeah, no way. Um, the rest of these I see okay. It's Washington in this specific graphic that gives me much concern. I don't know if you guys remember, but my Washington predictions, I have them going eleven and five, but I have them start or no 
11 and 6, 17 game season. I have them going 11 and 6, but I have them starting 5 and 6 in their first 11 games. Because look at their schedule Chargers, Giants, 1 and 1, Buffalo, Atlanta, New Orleans, Kansas City, Green Bay. That is a tough stretch of five straight games, folks. Then Denver, I think they'll win. Then Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Seattle. I mean, you'll win Giants, you'll win Denver, you'll win Carolina, you can probably win New Orleans, and then you might win another game, but you could possibly go 4-7. and seven. It's the last six games that I love from the Washington football team. Vegas, Dallas, Philadelphia, Dallas, Philadelphia, New York Giants. That is... Five games in your division, plus the LA, plus the LV, Vegas Raiders. I mean, that's the easiest final six games I've ever seen in the NFL. We'll get to how ESPN predicts their last six games in a little bit. So again, Seahawks one and ten. All the other ones. This is a horrible graphic by ESPN in my books. Late push from Cowboys wins the NFC East. Well, these guys are desperate for Cowboys. I don't know if Stephen A. is paying some people to, or not Stephen A. Stephen A. wouldn't cheer for Cowboys. Um, Michael Irving, one of those other ESPN Cowboy guys, just someone paying them to put this in because they've got to be absolutely joking. Dallas Cowboys, last six games. New Orleans Saints, that's probably a loss. Washington loss. Giants close. Washington loss. Arizona loss. Philadelphia close game. Ain't no push coming in the end, Dallas. They've got these guys going six and six. If you can maybe get to six and six, you'll probably finish three and two or two and three and finish, um, finish nine and nine and eight at best. I'm seeing nine and eight at the absolute best. I believe I had them seven and ten in my predictions, possibly worse. Cowboys are not making a late push, especially on how injury prone they have shown themselves to be. In previous years, Colts dominate in regular season, stumble in postseason. Another one that I potentially think will happen. I definitely think they'll be dominant in regular season. That is an absolute fact. The Colts will be epic in the regular season. Stumble in postseason, though, not on the first round. Maybe the second round if they have to take on the Chiefs or the Bills. But I don't see the Colts stumbling in the first round the way I have it. I have. The Colts actually beating the Baltimore Ravens to move on to the next round, which I think will be a close game. But if any team's going to stumble in the postseason, it's the Ravens, not the Colts. Final graphic, or not final graphic. Oh, yeah, no, final graphic. Trust yourself, Kane. Final graphic, regular season, final standings. Here we go. Um, Where was I going to go to first? Oh, yeah. The Washington thing I mentioned earlier. Okay. Rewind. Washington f- score Washington record through week 12, 8-3, which means there are only six games left for this team to play. Okay? I mentioned the six games as possibly the easiest out of anyone in the National Football League. ESPN has them losing all of them. Pause for effect. Final record for the Washington football team, 8-9. You're telling me that the Washington football team can beat the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Seattle Seahawks, the LA Chargers. You can beat most of those teams. And then you're going to lose all your games to Las Vegas, Dallas, Philadelphia, Dallas, Philadelphia Giants? What? 
Part of me thinks that nobody actually looked at a schedule when they wrote this article. For real, Washington has predict is predicted to go eight and nine and miss the playoffs to a ten and seven Dallas Cowboys. Guys, this is hard for me to look at. I don't know who to talk to about this, but there is absolutely no way on earth unless the team dies or forfeits the rest of the season that they're going to lose all six of their last games. It will not happen. Other surprising things that come from this. They've got the Jaguars making the seventh seed in the playoffs. Guys, Justin Herbert won Rookie of the Year last year, and I think he was on a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they went 7-9. and nine. The Jacksonville Jaguars will not, I repeat, will not make the playoffs. And even if they go 9-8, and eight, I don't think that gets them into the playoffs. The Chargers are better. The Titans are better. The Patriots are better. The Ravens are better. All these teams are better. Most of those teams I have going are double-digit team wins. They'll do fine. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be middle of the road at best. Please don't think that. Rams, ESPN has going 9-8. and 9-8 and eight Rams, guys. Number one defense, Matthew Stafford, an epic quarterback who actually has weapons and a coach. Rams are going to be a double-digit win team. They've been knocking on the door for the last few years with Jared Goff. They went to the division round of the playoffs with a Jared Goff. Now they have a Matthew Stafford and a Sony Michelle. The Rams will not go 9-8. and eight. The Rams will be better. They will win their division. It'll be good. <laughs> Cardinals 6-11. and 11. Guys, Cardinals went 8-8 eight and eight last year. And they're better this year. Seahawks 5-12. and 12. Seahawks went, I think it was 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six last year. And they're Team hasn't really changed. I don't know why people... I don't know why these guys just write about stuff where they think a new rookie is going to spike them and the same team's going to deflete them. They've got the chicks... The <laughs> They've got the Chiefs going 11-6. and 11-6 Chiefs. Well, actually, after they went 14-2 and last year, and they could have gone 15-1 if they'd actually played their starters in Week 17. Wow. We're not even to the playoffs yet. Let's go. Trey Lance sparks 49ers into divisional round. While I do think the San Francisco 49ers will get to the divisional round, I do not believe it was because Trey Lance makes an epic play. I believe it'll be because Nick Bosa on that defense is a force. And I have them playing Washington. That's going to be a low-scoring game. Washington will be deflated by the San Francisco D, and that is what gets them into a divisional round. I like half of that statement, not the reason why. Browns, best Chiefs in postseason. Problem is, I don't even have the Browns making it to the divisional round because I think the Chargers are that good. So that's why I disagree with that. But the Browns are going to have to prove to me a lot this postseason, especially week one because that's when these two teams play. They're going to have to prove a lot to show me that you can take on Andy Reid in the postseason. They almost did it last year, but I am for sure thinking that they're not going to do it twice. The Brown, the Chiefs took on the Buffalo Bills in the championship game after the Bills put up a great fight in the regular season and the Chiefs destroyed them. What do you think is going to happen in, Cle- in Cleveland, Kansas City 
It's not happening. Final headline from this atrocious article on ESPN. Green Bay knocks out defending champions. Why do you think that? Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers team, did not change. The Tim Bay team did not change. In fact, they got better. It's going to be at Tampa Bay, we all predict. Last time, it was at Green Bay. Tom Brady has looked the best he has ever looked in his entire career. Aaron Rodgers is on a team he doesn't even want to be on. Why would Green Bay ever beat Tampa Bay in the postseason? Fortunately, I don't even have Tampa Bay playing the Packers because I've got the Packers losing to the LA Rams in the divisional round. So there you go right there. They're not even going to be able to play each other. All right, wild card round for this ESPN article as we keep going. Oh my lordy. Uh, the number seven Jacksonville Jaguars defeat the number two Colts 23 to t- 23 to 17 in the wild card rain, wild card game. Ooh, okay, folks. Let's just talk about this for a second. Um, I don't even know where to begin. The the Carson Wentz, a healthy Carson Wentz over Trevor Lawrence is an even matchup in my opinion. Jonathan Taylor over James Robinson, hands down. A healthy uh, Indianapolis receiving core over a Jacksonville receiving core all day. But the net Colts D will just absolutely shut out the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, like, are we serious? An Indianapolis defense versus a Jacksonville defense. Jonathan Taylor runs all over Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence can't do junk. Can't uh, James Robinson won't do junk. This will be a blowout by the Colts if it's even conceivably possible that the Jaguars make it to the playoffs. It's not happening, folks. Last year, y'all said the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl. You're not even close this year with Jacksonville making the playoffs. Stop it. Just stop. Number three, Browns defeat number six, Steelers, 35-30. Steelers are going to have to do a whole lot this year with having the number two ranked hardest schedule in the NFL to make it to the playoffs with a lot of teams stepping up their game. Number four, Chiefs, although I do, if that matchup happened, I have Browns winning. That's that's okay. Number four, Chiefs defeat number five, Dolphins. The fact that they have a 10-7 and seven Dolphins making it as the number five seed in the playoffs in the AFC is very surprising to me. Although I do like that record of 10-7 and seven for the Dolphins, I don't even think that makes them get into the playoffs. Maybe a seven seed at best, and then they'll lose the first round. But sure, Chiefs go to the divisional round. 49ers defeat number seven Bears. I can see that, but Bears aren't making the postseason uh, in my books. There's too many great teams on the NFC. I have the Bears going maybe nine and eight at absolute best. They'll probably go seven and ten or six and eleven. But 49ers sure make it to the divisional round. Packers defeat number six Rams. The Rams at number six. Well, I already said they're nine and eight. They'll go better than that. They have the 49ers winning the division at 12 and 5, although 12 and 5 I think is a great record for the 49ers. Um, again, they credit to Trey Lance. I don't know why they keep talking about these rookie quarterbacks as if, as if they're going to save the season. If that's the case, why are the Jets so bad? Why are the New York Jets going to be so bad if you have the rookie quarterbacks saving their season? Rams are going to be better. The Rams are the number two team in the NFC. Hands down, maybe just you can make an argument for the Packers, but that's how it's going to roll. Number five, Saints defeat number four, Cowboys. The number five team will beat whoever wins the NFC East. That's no problem. I have it as the 49ers. These guys have it at the Saints. 
Saints are going to have to prove to me a lot this year that their defense is willing enough to play and that Jameis Winston is good enough to make it through a full 17-game season. Uh, Cowboys will not make the playoffs. I already talked about that. Divisional round. Number one, Bills defeat number seven, Jacksonville. Jacksonville won't even be there. If the Bills happen to be number one, they'll beat whoever they play. Uh, number three, Browns defeat number four, Chiefs. Uh, 20 and twenty to 12 is this final score, guys. 20 to 12. The Bills, the Browns D is no Tampa Bay D. They're just not on the same planet, my guys. The Chiefs in a rematch against the Browns in the playoffs are going to score more than 12 points. Maybe they'll lose. Maybe. Conceivably, somewhat possible. But they ain't going to score just 12 points. Number one, Bucks defeat number five, Saints. If that matchup happens, I agree. Number three, Packers defeat number two, 49ers. Sure, if we get there. Conference championship games. Number three, or number one, Bills defeat number three, Browns. That's the case, sure. Number three, Packers defeat number one, Bucks. That's not even close, especially. He's got this game 39 to 26. Have you looked at that Tampa Bay defense? Have you even seen who they have on that D? These guys were the ones who held the Chiefs in the Super Bowl to nine points. The Packers aren't scoring 39, no way. Even if they do, it's going to be a shootout with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a better offense, in my opinion, and it's going to be 44 to 39. Bucks are going to the Super Bowl if they play the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Bills win Super Bowl 56 over the Green Bay Packers is ESPN's final predictions. While I do think the Bills have the best chance outside of the Chiefs, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. Yes, if the Bills play the Packers, I think the Bills have a Super Bowl in their back pocket. But the rest of the season, guys, man, man, this was tough to read. This was tough to even think about in my head. Just like they did last year with predicting a horrible Super Bowl, these guys, I think, did better with their playoff predictions but they did atrocious with their regular season predictions. They've done atrocious with who they think will make the playoffs, who's going to be the top five in, um, who's going to be the top five in draft picks in 2022. I'm very disappointed with this year. My predictions might not be great after I relook them, but I can guarantee you that less than 50% of what this says is going to be true. Thursday, we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to the uh, the Thursday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we might even have a special guest who's a personal fan of one of these teams. Stay tuned, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Have a great week. Peace out. <laughs>